Hello there, and welcome to Pink Milk, your Star Wars podcast for us super fans. And those of us who are forced to listen to them. Today is someday, and someday we're explaining some Star Wars with Alex and Molly. Alex and Molly? Get ready, because it's time to drink up. Drink up. Hello, Rue. Hello to you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, happy top of the morning to you. Well, considering it's the afternoon, happy top of the morning <laughs> to you as well. <laughs> so I am uh, very excited about this upcoming episode. Tell me why. Well, I feel like I hit the big time, Tom. We well, got, you kind of did, actually. We got major stars on Pink Milk. Major. We had. We were so excited we had them twice. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, dear. So we are about to embark on a wonderful conversation with Alex and Molly of Star Wars Explained. I can't believe they said yes. I'm very excited. Which I don't want to brag, but I am a subscriber to their (laughs) channel. (laughs) Uh, Just so y'all know, he subscribed to Star Wars Explained before he subscribed to Pink Milk. Well, the verdict's still out. I'm not sure if I am going to. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know if you're going to? You know, I have to think about it. I'll tell you what. If we could get a bunch of people to do it, I'll just, you know, I'll do it too. <laughs> Don, or Brian, That's your segue, Brian. Brian, I'm more of a follower than a leader. Not usually. But in this case, you're <laughs> going to start following us on all of our socials at Serving Pink Milk, including Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you can go to YouTube and find Pink Milk. Gay Dudes on Star Wars, where uh, we also post our podcast and possibly maybe soon to be videos starring yours truly, where we're going to, I'm going to like dig deep into Star Wars. You know what else you could do? What? You could tell your family and your friends about this podcast. You could. If you know any queer people in your family or your friends or your office who might or might not like Star Wars, you should have them listen to our show because as we've been getting pointed out a little more often uh, a little more recently actually that uh, our show really is more th- about more than just about Star Wars which is actually a pretty nice thing to hear really yeah what's it about it's about being queer and perspective and family and uh, we, we give a voice to the voiceless Tom we are very important <laughs> <laughs> wow I was really drawn in there it was like a moment of silence I had to like really wow wow Yes, yes, yes to everything you just said. You know, and I do agree. I'm playing around, but I agree. <laughs> Honestly, it would be very nice if you gave us a shout out on your Twitter or your Instagrams. If you told your friends and family about us, if you do listen to us on Apple Podcasts, even if you don't, please go visit Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review and also give us a written review because it really helps us get more out there in the Apple Podcasts. And that is our number one way that most people listen to us as of right now. So we'd really appreciate it. Yes, because we're we're giving an important voice out there, and we really need your help to share it. 
in all seriousness, I am a subscriber. So if I do it, you should do it too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. <laughs> Anyways, back to our superstar celebrities uh, who were so super, not just on their amazing YouTube channel, but also in real life because we also spoke with them like a month ago and my computer glitched out and did not save our stuff. So they were really wonderful and came back a second time. I mean, talk about an awful moment. <laughs> that was really, whoa. I'm like, like what, what really, that spoke very highly about the two of them. They were like, no problem whatsoever. Yeah, honestly, like, they were really, really wonderful. Really I was like, wonderful. really? I just did this on, okay, to them, wow. Like, nothing like looking to some professionals and then clearly demonstrating that you're nothing but an amateur. <laughs> Anyways, well, I, I mean, you're not an amateur anymore, though. No, that was a whole we month ago. I have up. grown so much in this last <laughs> in that four month, weeks. You've really changed. I really have. I mean, I I grew a mustache. I grew a mustache. Shaved it off and grew it back. It came back extra strong, just like Biggs did. Like I have a Biggs mustache now. Thank you. You know, Alex, your love for Biggs Dark Lighter. There we go. Boom. I think they're going to have to listen now. to the podcast to understand that part, though. Well, yeah. You know, if you follow Alex, and which I'm sure you do if you listen to us, I'm sure you watch their YouTube channel. He loves Biggs. And Biggs has the sexiest mustache in all of Star Wars. There you go. So, well, it's you know, a good lead-in. There we go. It is a very good lead-in. I'm really excited for you to listen to this conversation. It was a lot of fun. I love Alex and Molly. Uh, it goes back to the podcast and YouTubes, which I think we've talked about this before. But in these mediums, like you feel like you know these people anyways because it's just very personal and it's a really wonderful thing. And now I know they are just as wonderful IRL. So please get ready to listen to this great conversation. Are you ready, Thomas? I'm ready. Drink up. Drink up. So I was curious if you two had heard the good news yet. Uh, maybe? No, I'm going to say no. Probably not. Okay. I became a subscriber of Star Wars Explained oh. this morning. <laughs> I mean, that is <laughs> This good is news. big. This is very, very big. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> because I don't know if, if I've subscribed to anybody yet. But I, I really... Oh. Yeah. This is my first uh, YouTube you subscription to, I think, anything. So. Well, we are so on. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Uh, well, you guys beat the Pink Milk YouTube subscription mm-hmm. from Tom. You didn't even join that yet. <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> it's on my list. And also, I, I'm going to comment to our listeners real quick because we are a LGBTQ plus podcast. So we always have to insert some sort of gay fabulousness. I'm really very much approving this very Bravo looking background. They're in full clarity. There's a slight blur with their <laughs> fantastic set behind them. It looks very Bravo like. And yeah. I recognize that set. Yes. That is the set. The Star Wars explains it. Yeah. <laughs> now, if we could just throw in some trash talk. We, we just uh, got a new camera for doing stuff like this we, we used to have our webcam and it's just like we'd have to be like this and so we got oh, like kind of like a us right lens now so we can just kind of <laughs> kick back relax oh, very nice. well it looks great well, that's looks awesome. great thank you that's yeah awesome. we're huddled now with our with our ipad i keep saying that brian needs to get me a new mic because i i think i'd rather have it in front and hold it mm-hmm. like y'all are doing right now 
it seems a little bit easier than this thing hanging down. I'm constantly going like this, but yes. All right. Nobody can see that part. So I probably shouldn't (laughs) have mentioned it. So anyway, well, let's get this started. All right. All right. Here we go. So, Hey, uh, (laughs) you know, we are super excited because it's so nice to meet a, and speak to another couple. And, you know, when we started the podcast, we always just thought, eh, it's probably the couples out there are a super fan, Brian, and maybe someone forced to listen to them, moi. <laughs> and now we meet, number one, our first couple ever on a pod- our podcast, but you're both super fans. So how does that work? I mean, it... it- it just, I guess, means that we never really stop talking about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. <It's>, uh, <laughs> no one has to endure anything, so it's like, well, uh-huh. I guess I'm just going to keep talking. <laughs> Are either of you open to a third person in a relationship with three kids? <laughs> <laughs> just to keep on it. We can all just talk constantly and not really yes. hear the uh-huh. other person, but we're yes. just you can all talking people and going. In and out. <laughs> So, you know, we do like to kind of just get to know a little bit of background on people that we talk to. So, obviously, you're a married couple, but how'd you meet? We met uh, in 2007 through a mutual friend at a Halloween party. Cool. So you dressed up in something Star Wars? No. Nope. (laughs) No. Uh, uh, This was in college, so I like uh, silly young college girls do, I was dressed as a slutty referee. <laughs> um, <laughs> I believe the next year, though, I, I did Star Wars. You, yeah, that's true. Uh, I was dressed as a very modest Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> Not slutty. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I have never... I'm not a big Halloween person. I don't dress up a lot. No. I'm like a super nerd and don't dress. I've never cosplayed, never done any of that. Though we did a few episodes ago, had the pink Wookiee on, who <laughs> is a cosplayer, and he dresses up. I don't know. You guys go to lots of things. Have you seen the gigantic yes. seven-foot yes. pink Wookiee? Yeah, he comes so he to was Dragon on. Con. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was on a few weeks ago. Uh, great talk, horrible audio, so we apologize. Oh, yeah, <laughs> sorry about that. But... Tom and I have ever, Tom's always been interested in cosplaying because he wants to do something with a helmet so he can like be there and not be there at the same time. Yeah. So I'm like, we should do a pink Ahsoka and a pink Rex. (laughs) I can do drag for the first time ever and be Star Wars all at the same time. Yeah. And be pink. Oh my God, that'd (laughs) be so cool. (laughs) I, I think it would be a way to experience those those events, the Comic-Cons, the things like that, and just from a whole different point of view. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always the spectator who's yeah. usually forced to listen because it's just, you know, it's never been my my realm, but my husband, you know, and so it becomes your realm because your realm they're into it. And I just think it'd be a way for me to maybe get to ahead of you on something because you've never done it. Yeah. So I could do it. You could. And maybe I could be the super cosplayer. I would, I'm down for it, 100%. I think 2007 was a good year, too. Did you guys start dating pretty quick? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. A couple months after that. Yeah. Awesome. Because we, I mean, our relate it was a long road, and I got ignored for a few years, but I think 2007 was when we started dating, right? I was conditioning you. <laughs> 2000, 2007 was a good year. 2007 was the last time we met, so we yes. had met uh, a couple times. didn't quite remember those times, but... Uh, <laughs> 
you know, <laughs> the rest is history 13 years later. So it's all good. So were you both super fans or was one more of a fan? And was that Alex? Was that Molly? I'm curious about that. I mean, I was more of the fan, but at that time, I think we had both, I mean, I wasn't at the level where we are now. Uh, because mm-hmm. there weren't movies. There, we didn't even know movies were on the horizon. Uh, the Revenge of the Sith had come out a couple years prior, and then it was just kind of like, well, we're just hanging out and books are coming out, but uh, it, it was not on the level <laughs> that it currently is. Yeah, just mm-hmm. it wasn't really... Uh, I don't want to say it wasn't popular, because obviously it's always pop- been popular, but it wasn't... Mm like something that you heard about as often as you, as you yeah. do now we, like we were you right because we did dress up as uh, han and leia mm-hmm. the very next year for halloween so it was still on our minds but we were yeah. we were in college we weren't watching the clone wars uh we, we were just doing college things drinking yeah going to parties <laughs> drinking oh we would have been friends <laughs> <laughs> So were you Clone Wars during Netflix time? Is that when you started Clone Wars? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we, you guys are, uh, we didn't watch uh, Clone Wars until after like season two of Star Wars Rebels. Yeah, it was a while. Oh. I was, I was kind of one of those crappy fans where I was like, ah, Star Wars cartoon. Like, <laughs> nah, I don't want to watch the Clone Wars. And then I saw Rebels and like the art for it. And I was like, nah, that doesn't look, that looks too kiddie and it won't be for me. And but I was like, I'm trying to study for this trivia thing, and I'm trying to do this YouTube channel, so I should probably watch them both. And then, of course, liked them <laughs> both a lot, and was like, I'm dumb. So, yeah, because you guys are pretty big Clone Wars fans, right? Yeah, yeah, and we're uh. currently doing a rewatch right now. But I think the first time we looked through it on, or I looked at it on Netflix before watching it, I was like, that's a lot of episodes. <laughs> it was just very overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely intimidating like uh i have been tom and i went and saw the movie when it came in, into the theater uh i have been i felt i'm i am so incredibly thankful for netflix because i've been on like the clone was clone wars hill from like season two i've watched every episode but like I, like this is some I, this is some Star Wars. Like this is like oh, it was everything. It was. It looks like the prequels, but it feels like the originals. It's like this like really perfect gap or uh, bridges the gap of the two things. And uh, I am so glad for Netflix because now I don't feel alone in my love of Clone Wars anymore. Because um, I think Clone Wars is kind of the foundation that all of Star Wars sits on now. I think there's. I listen to old people like me who complain about the prequels and the sequels and everything they use to talk about what they're not doing they learned from from really the clone wars and the prequels actually because the prequels people want to pick rip apart but then they talk about the things that it introduced as if it was introduced into the originals that was never there (laughs) before the prequels came yeah i mean I, i think you're right it's uh i digested the math it's got to be something like 35 hours worth of star wars so compared to, I mean, it's yep. it's most of the Star Wars canon at this point. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a thousand percent. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We we did uh, in for season three the the Savage Opress arc when when Maul comes back the Katie Lucas thing. They I don't remember how we got it, but they aired those three episodes at the movie theater and did mm-hmm. this whole like 
we had a Savage Press poster. It was like this quite this to do thing. And so we saw those episodes in a movie theater. And I remember that was when like the animation t- went up to a whole nother level. Yeah. It's like, yeah. holy crap. This is a cartoon <laughs> for television that looks better than anything else I've ever seen on the big screen animation wise. It was so good. And then that whole arc, like everything changes with the clone wars in that arc. Anyways, it just went into this whole new, like amazingness <laughs> from that. But uh, yeah, so good. It, it's fun doing the chronological rewatch because you'll jump around from season to season and you'll go from mm-hmm. season one animation to yeah, season three or four. And you're like, Whoa, it looks so much better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, uh, is I don't know if I noticed. Well, I guess you do. When season seven just came out this year, because Clone Wars is really rendered. Like there's a lot mm-hmm. of layers on those characters. I like the, I was a big fan of like Thunderbirds and the the puppet stuff when I was a kid. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that's exactly what they were trying to go for. So I like, I was, I was like, the animation isn't for everybody. I get it. But the stories are so good and the characters are really, really good. But, I realized how much more I like the animation in Rebels when season seven came and season seven looked beautiful. Like the camera angles and all the stuff they were doing were really, really awesome. Mm-hmm. But I really missed Rebels animation. Yeah. Which I, I, I felt kind of the same way. I, I think we were in the minority of liking some of the Rebels animated stuff. Well, I don't know. Do you like the Rebels style better? Um, I the, the style doesn't really bother me either way um i think i i think i might prefer clone wars season seven to like rebels season four but really it's i i do prefer rebels but like it was my first animated star wars series Mm -hmm. and i kind of like the smaller focus on just like a a group of characters and it goes from start to finish it doesn't jump all over the place timeline wise so yeah I, i i do prefer rebels but uh, Clone Wars, I also think has better episodes. I think it reach higher reaches higher highs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I agree. How was the introduction to Ahsoka for you? If you hadn't seen, oh, I'm yeah. sure you knew who she was, but how was that being the first thing? Because I was a gigantic puddle. Like it was like took your breath away. There was the rumors of people slowing down the thing, and you knew it was Ashley Eckstein with with doing the the voice of Vulcr- uh, fulcrum mm-hmm. but i didn't pay it much attention and she comes down those ladders and a damn fool of a mess <laughs> because ahsoka tano has been my favorite character since probably 2010 that's he loves her something i haven't thought about i think i probably did watch clone wars after season one of rebels because okay. I, I did see a bunch of people yeah speculating like oh it's ahsoka fulcrum is ahsoka and I was like, I know who Ahsoka is, but... Yeah, because uh, yeah, we had seen the Clone Wars movie. Had we? I don't think we had at that did point. I don't think we did. I can't remember. No, I'm pretty sure <laughs> we watched all of Rebels. Uh, we weren't studying for Schmodowns or anything mm. at that point. So oh, okay. <laughs> we, we hadn't put ourselves through that yet. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like Ahsoka came down and everyone online was losing their minds. And I was like, I should probably watch the Clone Wars. Yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, speaking about Schmodowns, I watched your your trailer for the uh, for Star Wars Explained. So I wanted to ask you, Lou. I was going to ask you anyway why you started your YouTube channel, 
And now I feel like I know the answer, but I want to kind of hear it from you a little bit. So I know that kind of ties into the whole schmo down because isn't Laura, isn't that the trivia? Yes. Oh, cool, cool. Uh Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, So we already mentioned Dragon Con a little bit, which is a Mm -hmm. local Atlanta convention happens every year. And they, they do a trivia, a Star Wars trivia contest. And I think uh 2012 was the first time i entered and that was like when we had finally started to really go to dragon con for like the whole weekend uh so we could do stuff like that that took place over Mm -hmm. multiple days and every time i would compete in this thing i would do pretty well uh i was like i know star wars and i'm good at star wars trivia and i never won and so for a couple years i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna study this time uh, and then I wouldn't study. But finally in 2015, I was like, okay, for real, I'm going to study and I'm going to document it as a way of studying, like make videos about these various topics just to kind of get them into my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so, yeah, the the reason I started my channel was to eventually win a trivia contest. It still took <laughs> four or five years, but. <laughs> I think like in the process of studying, you were like, you were already pretty savvy at like making videos yeah i kind of figured people i figured there was a market for it yeah and yeah and at at the time there weren't a ton of star wars youtubers out there and well what kind of dawned on me is that i was trying to study by using youtube and every video (laughs) i found was like an hour long about (laughs) something very deep and obscure which i was like this is cool i do not have this kind of time (laughs) so uh I was like, if I could, I'm going to make short videos, just kind of go the opposite direction, uh, very short, digestible things so people can just watch and be like, okay, now I understand who that character is. Great. And then be move on with their day. Uh, so that, that Star was... Star Wars Minute? Hmm? Is that what they were called, right? Star Wars in a Minute or Star Wars Star Minute? Wars Minute, yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. And, and then I realized like a couple months later, there was a podcast with that same name. And Oops. Oh, <laughs> seriously? Yeah, they, they do... They watch a minute of a Star Wars movie and then talk about it like in depth. <laughs> it's a very cool podcast, and That's they were so so nice about it. <laughs> and uh, are they, is it still on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I oh, think they're serious? doing solo right now, or maybe Rogue One. They're they're oh, cruising right through. Awesome idea. It's such a cool idea for a podcast. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah, they were they were cool about us using the name until we got. A little bit bigger it was yeah they, people were kind of getting the two of us confused and they reached out and again super nice and you know asked about the name and we were we were kind of thinking of changing it anyways because our videos were getting longer were getting longer than a minute so mm-hmm. we we're like that's fine we'll we'll change it up yeah <laughs> so did you go to school is this your background uh, video production things like this is this what you went to school for no but i was always messing around with videos in school so like through high school i always not always but i I found out that i really enjoyed making videos for projects like in my junior year i was Mm -hmm. like that was a lot of fun i really like editing uh Mm -hmm. so then like my friends and i started doing little goofy fan films and then throughout college i would have internships on movie sets or just make my own like i had a youtube channel before where i would just upload stupid stuff so but i didn't go to school for it but i just taught myself throughout my schooling yeah that's pretty rad it really is a great story truthfully so you really started it to study for for trivia Mm mm-hmm and look where you are today. <laughs> That's pretty, honestly, it's pretty amazing. And I'm a subscriber. 
know. We, uh, yeah, no. He's, you've been watched for many years. Then, oh, I, I've, yeah, I've watched Brian watch forever. Yeah. But, uh, I just jumped on earlier today. Just, uh, you know, hey, let me see. I, you know, I want, I actually, I'm like 90% sure y'all were the first stars YouTube channel I watched. Like, I, I am not super young. I'm not the savviest of all social media type things. I think I only ever used YouTube to try to like find illegal copies of old eighties cartoons to watch and music videos. And I don't think I ever put together that you could do these other things, which I'm forced to listen to as well. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah. And I've been hooked ever since. It was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. Well, we just subscribed to pink milk. So, Oh, oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Round of applause. <laughs> there um, maybe possibly sort of might be more visuals coming to that. Maybe. Yeah, possibly. this could be a new racket. We could actually go out and interview all these people, pressure them into being subscribers. What do you think? <laughs> I don't know. I will. I didn't I'm, do it for that I, intention, but I. I will not share the camera with you because I will not look that bad. Fair enough. Fair fair (laughs) enough. So, so have you always been Star Wars fans? Is this something you grew up with? Is this something that came about 13 years ago in a relationship? I mean, who, I mean, I know my story and I know that I saw it in the movie theater at a birthday party and I was super young at the time. Um, But I'm curious, you know, where have you always been fans? Since I was about eight. I think that's when okay. my parents introduced me to it, and uh-huh. I stayed obsessed with it through Revenge of the Sith. Uh, I think in my college years, that's where I kind of like fell off for a while. Like I didn't keep up with the books as much. Uh, I didn't play. I think that's when the older public came out, the MMO. People always ask me about that, and I'm like, I never got into it. And you were uh, busy dating me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Had I played it too much, she wouldn't be sitting next to me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, Same for, answer for, for me. You? Like I've always been a fan of the movies. Um, the you know we had the special edition VHS set. I think it was like a big gold box. Um, I had those growing up, and. I remember seeing episode one in the theater with my friends from school and just that kind of blew my mind. But then the same thing happened. Like Revenge of the Sith came out the year that we graduated high school. So we were just busy with life stuff, I guess. And the, But then once we started dating, I was like, oh, he's a big Star Wars nerd. I guess we can talk about Star Wars stuff together. <laughs> That's awesome. So when you got like the DVDs for the first time, Molly, were you shocked with the letterbox editions? Because if you grew up with the gold box, that was the non letterbox versions. I was just (laughs) thinking about about that. (laughs) Like the gold box. box And so VHS and DVDs used to like have to choose. You want the full screen or the widescreen version. And like, I was always like full screen. I want it to fill the whole screen. Like, why would I want it to be smaller? Like it never made sense to me. And I was just thinking about, yeah, the, the old gold box was full screen. And I was, I can't believe like, that's how I preferred to watch movies now. Cause now I'd be like, you heathen (laughs) can't see Uh, the whole frame. Yeah. hundred percent. 
I grew up with Star Wars on before the special editions on VHS, and I remember back back many moons ago, VHS didn't come. You couldn't buy it right away. Like when it was super expensive, so you had to go rent them. Right? Somehow, for some reason, my mama bought me all of the movies when they were like a hundred plus dollars for a VHS tape. She was supposed. My father was supposed to split them up. Or Santa was, excuse me. Santa Claus was <laughs> supposed to split them up. And I opened them. I opened uh, Empire Strikes Back first. Then I opened Star Wars. And then I opened Return of the Jedi. And I was lost my mind. I was an asthmatic <laughs> growing up. Had to go to the hospital. Oh, no. <laughs> Spent the rest of that Christmas in the hospital. And then many, I was I was at the hospital a lot growing up, but I used to always bring those movies and I would have them play them on the thing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my poor brother. Like, what a lame Christmas. My brother is such a nerd that he had an asthma attack and had to go. <laughs> but the result of that is a good story that comes out every single Christmas with your parents. <laughs> I still have those tapes to this day. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> So do you do you two? Uh, this is for both of you. Do you have a favorite character, like one character that that talks to you that you and has that character changed over the years that you've liked it? So I'm like the movies. I mine's definitely changed. I mean, like in the past few years, uh, my, my my favorite character, as I have announced many times on the channel, is Big Starflighter. Uh, <laughs> I, I imagine it used to be Han Solo when I was younger, but like the Biggs thing kind of, we we got our first dog together. We named him Biggs. I always, for some reason, thought that was just a really cute dog name. <laughs> and then because of that, I was like, well, Biggs is pretty cool. And I just kept snowballing that. And now I have like a whole collection of like every Biggs Dark Lighter thing I can find on the internet which isn't that much it was pretty easy to do <laughs> but uh yeah he's he's definitely become my my top tier Star Wars character that's awesome how about you Molly um again probably growing up and still it's probably Leia but then once the sequel movies came out Ray really spoke to me um just we were you know, doing the channel, Star Wars was a much bigger part of my life, and being able to see uh, a woman be the main character and be the one training to be a Jedi, I was like, "Yeah, this is this is what I want from Star Wars. <laughs> Give me more. Give you more, Brian. I don't want you to feel left out. Just in case you've changed your answer, who's your favorite Ahsoka Star Wars? Tana. Really? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it really is like I I mean I grew up loving Luke Skywalker. I was never cool enough to love Han Solo, but Luke was my dude and Luke got me where I am, I think. And then I remember even when we first started the podcast, it was like I have never had Star Wars friends. I have one friend when we collected toys. He was like my toy toy hunter buddy. And we talked Star Wars some, but we and we text message here or there, but like Star Wars has always just been my thing. I've never had anyone to share it with. And then uh, we started the podcast. So obviously I get to talk about it a lot more than I probably used to. And I remember even at the beginning of this, I was like, I don't know. It's either Ahsoka or Luke. And I have like childhood attached to Luke. But in it did not take long for me to realize I spend way more time talking and thinking about Ahsoka Tano than Luke Skywalker. Uh, and 
soon to be released i think next anyways uh there ahsoka tano the end of season five when she the wrong jedi and she leaves like spoke to me and honestly made me a different person and it is like the most beautiful moment in any and all of star wars and i don't think i'll ever be i don't think that moment will ever be topped Hmm. for me it was so good yeah it's it, it i can apply it to so many different parts of my life and like just walk away with something different and uh it's very very beautiful and very impactful. Love well, that. Thank you for sharing that, Brian. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> How about a favorite movie? So, and it it can be a Star Wars um, animated series too. So, do you have a favorite? I, I think A New Hope is probably always going to be my favorite. It's I, I'm a big sucker for first impressions. I guess where that's mm-hmm. just I I fell in love with that movie and watched it like every day for a summer when I first saw it didn't even know there were two others at the time it was like that's all that's all i needed and so that yep. is what star wars is to me and that's what i compare all other star wars to mm-hmm. so i i don't know i don't know if i'm even like capable of <laughs> liking another star wars movie more than it even if i'm, I'm like i can admit that I think empire is like the better crafted film i see why people are like no this one's the yep. best one but uh, A New Hope is like, that's my Star Wars. Yeah, it's it's hard for me to really rank the movies. And that's tough because people are always asking us what what mm-hmm. our rank is. And mine's, I feel like mine's always changing. Because I, I like all of them. And then there's like a couple that are like, if I were to rank them, they would be towards the bottom. But um, A New Hope and... The Force Awakens are probably at the top of my list. So since you went New Hope, I'll say The Force Awakens again. <laughs> kind of like reinvigorated uh, a love of Star Wars that I didn't really know I had until I saw that movie. I mean, that's that's why, I mean, The Force Awakens is so much like A New Hope. And some yep. people see that as a criticism. And I'm like, no, that's why I love it so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to be weird. We're never going to get that again that i mean the excitement for when the force awakens came out was so like i i mean it was even bigger than the prequels i think uh and that was pretty big when episode one came out but i felt like that was more and the world is different now too like with the internet it was the news media playing up episode one a lot and it let's be honest most of us in this room right now are a bunch of nerds and we all know how the media can kind of poke fun at us <laughs> and i felt like there was this like almost i don't kind of a mean tag at star wars for all the nerds who are like losing their mind over it you know but the force awakens was just like there wasn't anything negative really attached to that excitement the whole like at least my world was very like excited for it and it's really weird that we're not going to get that again i don't think anyways I don't think it'll ever go away now. I know, but it is going to start over in a way, right? Yeah. With all new things. Yep. And I hope, I don't know. Isn't there all this news now? KK talking about it. Now the Twitter is rumbling that they still don't know what they're doing and they're trying to decide where it goes. Oh, okay. But <laughs> I don't know. I think COVID's probably set a lot back too. It did. Anyway. 
but yes, no, the whatever's new is coming is going to be really exciting. I'm, I'm sure they know what they're doing next. It's more like KK. They ask, what are you doing with Star Wars next? And she's yeah. not going to tell you like, oh, well, here's the exact plot of whatever's coming out in 2023. So she's like, oh, you know, right now we're just taking a step back. We're taking a moment to really think and like, okay, it's just a non-answer. Like it doesn't, mm-hmm. <laughs> doesn't mean anything. What, it's because what they're doing is entering the world between worlds and they're writing the sequel trilogy out of existence, right? <laughs> That's Luke is going to be very happy. He's going to take the entire First Order down with his later laser sword and we're all just going to be like in awe of how awesome that is. It's just going to be so badass. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere. <laughs> okay, the next one I have coming at you and you can just kind of pretend that you're super impressed by me asking this question because anybody who knows me knows I'm not really asking the question, but my husband wrote it, so I'm going to <laughs> ask it. So in a live chat, you all brought up Barris Offrey. Offie, where is she? Thoughts on how she could be playing into everything. Do you well, see Tom Barry asking that question? No. <laughs> uh, I know when we first saw Jedi Fallen Order, like the trailer for that, we saw, we got a look at the second sister and we were like, ooh, could that be Barris? And we thought about it for a while and we, you know, you interviewed the game developers mm-hmm. and even asked them and they were like, oh, seriously, they were like, no, no, that's, <laughs> I, I would have like bet money that that was Barris off. Yeah. I'm very suspicious. Anytime I see a new character in a mask. I'm like, mm-hmm. why? Why would you hide their face unless, like, we know who it is? Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's yeah. got to be Barris. And so I brought it up to the game devs on an interview on camera, and they were just like, nope, it's not. I was like, I can't believe you answered that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I am I, like, Barris is a character that I think A, Filoni has said he's not done with. Mm-hmm. But B, it's like, well, she keeps having, like, she could have been brought back like three times by now. So I'm really curious as to what he has in store. Uh, if he has an actual plan i think if the rumors about a a, an ahsoka tv show like for disney plus if if those rumors are true it'd be so cool if barris showed up in that show but would that be like post return of the jedi is barris still around like that's where i'm where has she been i don't know like it made so much Mm -hmm. so much sense for her to be an inquisitor yeah that the fact that she isn't i'm like where is she then hmm I hope that she is going to be the main villain of the Bad Batch series. Ooh. I mean, I think there's potential for that. It's anything animated. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I could see her coming back in even more uh, because it's within that Filoni verse, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would mm-hmm. it would make more sense than, yeah, for her to be back in an animated show than to plop her into a live action tv show i don't know uh i i really like the bad batch idea though yeah. a lot she looked really cool in live action like i i'm really nervous i would like to think that i am a pink milk half glass full kind of guy and i am positive but i love ahsoka so much i'm really nervous that i'm going to be that really horrible fan that is not going to be happy with what i get and i like i'm just so nervous about it and one, uh, I mean, on a personal level, uh, uh, Rosario Dawson 
has not we don't know where she stands with the lgbtq plus people Mm. uh and what may or may not be going on with this certain sort of lawsuit so i'm like i hope that that isn't true because that will not be cool yeah uh i also don't want to throw and say that's the way it is because we don't know but shakti is a really cool looking character (laughs) she is really creepy looking and quite scary and I'm like, I don't understand how Ahsoka is going to look live action because I don't see a live action character at all. When I look at her, I just see like, and she needs to be kind looking. And I don't know how you're going to translate shock T to be a kind looking character. Cause she's like straight up out of a horror movie. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I'm always like, I would have never guessed they were going to do Ahsoka live action just because it, it seemed, yeah, she seems like an animated character. And anytime you get, like like cosplaying Ahsoka is so difficult because the the mm-hmm. Montrals and I bet that they'll just make it digital instead of practical. I'm sure they could do that now, but it is really interesting. I'm 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 also a little trepidatious on how they handle that. And yeah, like the Laku on uh oh god, I'm blanking on her name from the Mandalorian. Did not. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, look great mm-hmm. i was thinking <laughs> they were about really that too. stiff like I, I don't know if i liked that whole character at I, all i don't <laughs> like i i loved i don't remember the actor's name i'm not a harry potter person i know she was in that mm-hmm. but i knew her from uh uh game of thrones game of and thrones. i really loved that character in game of thrones like and i was so i was really stoked when i learned that was her and i was like oh this is <laughs> This straight up feels like a YouTube fan film mm-hmm. like character. I didn't dig it, but uh, we are going to be doing a rewatch of Mandalorian like I'm sure a lot of people are. So I'm, I'm really excited. So listeners is coming soon, but we are putting together an LGBTQ like roundtable discussion because I personally think the Mandalorian is a very queer coded show. Uh We've gone into a lot on this when we were talking, and I'm really excited for where the show might go. But one of the people that's going to be on the round table was talking about, uh, I wish I remember that character's name, but uh, lame Laku character from the Mandalorian and how she might possibly be trans. And there's apparently like a big movement about that. So I'm like, oh, there could be some really interesting things there that I'm really looking forward to her explaining and having a conversation about that character because she was really excited about that episode where I think that was my least favorite episode of the series. Like it looked really cool, but I'm not sure I dug the story that much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I anyway, knew I'm really excited for that. That'll be interesting. You know. Yeah. That actually like the second you mentioned that I was like, that actually does kind of make sense. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if that was just a production thing, but like she has male twilight features. Mm hmm. Yep. So, that, yeah, which something I, I hadn't considered. I was very excited when she mentioned it because, like I said, I think it is a very queer show and it has not been talked about outside that I know of much. I guess this was. But uh, so I'm really excited to have this conversation because I think, I think Din Djarin might hopefully, possibly, maybe be our first queer character. No, I guess not really the first character, the main character, right. not this. Because in my head, Canon Poe is pansexual, and oh, all absolutely. of the things that happened in <laughs> Rise of Skywalker do not take away his queerness. <laughs> so let's talk about that. You know, um, let me pose this to Malik's, uh, 
Mollocks. Mollocks. Oh, wait. Oh, we got, hey. a, Bennifer. We got a Bennifer situation. That's good. I like it. <laughs> to Molly and Alex. You know what? Uh, thoughts on representation. Definitely after June Pride this month, every time we've spoken to people, we've brought up the conversation of representation. And I'm curious what you think about representation in Star Wars and maybe where your thoughts are that they possibly may be going. You know, definitely with what Brian was just mentioning there, possibly in a show, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm hopeful that they do more representation. Like, it, it, it has been kind of a weird, frustrating thing where uh, I see authors really pushing it in their novels a lot, which is great, but on screen it's been uh, kind of rough going. They've skirted <laughs> around it, uh, and yeah, it's hopefully we're getting closer and closer to seeing something on the big screen. Yeah. And, and the way I always frame representation, like just as a white straight male <laughs> is when I was reading um, both last shot and the aftermath books, both of them use pronouns that I had just never come across before. Mm -hmm. uh, I think aftermath was using uh G and Jure, and then uh, last shot, uh, there's a character that's non-binary that goes by they. And I was like, why does, why do they keep calling, why do they keep using they? And I just, it's not something I'd ever come across before. And I Googled it and I was like, oh, they're non-binary. And now I know this. And like it, <laughs> yep. that's, that's why I think representation is important, not just for the people who don't get to be seen, mm -hmm. but also for stupid people like me who just don't like come across this stuff like now i've seen it in fiction and a story that means a lot to me and now i get it like <laughs> i i understand that or i understood it earlier than i probably would have otherwise thanks to star wars yeah well i want to say you're not stupid anyone <laughs> no one should ever be made felt that way because they haven't been exposed to something what's stupid is when you're exposed to it and then don't want to listen to it yeah right so yeah. well said. you don't need to feel that way now i should say more maybe just ignorant and not yeah uh, i hadn't come across it before yeah yeah i, I think um a couple months ago someone asked us it was either in the comments section of one of our videos uh for the q a's if we wouldn't mind saying them they mm -hmm. and we were like what duh like we should have been doing <laughs> yeah. that this whole time and we just the you know you write the questions out and you read them and mm -hmm just hadn't crossed our mind until someone pointed it out. And since then we've been very adamant about doing that, mm -hmm. but well, th uh, yeah, thank you absolutely. for doing that. Representation yes, is super important. I mean, I talked earlier about Ray being one of my favorite characters and the feelings that I felt seeing her on the big screen be the uh, main character, uh, becoming a Jedi, you know, I, I want everyone else to be able to have that feeling. Um, and I know a lot of people, are, we have a friend, Bria, who's a huge, massive, massive uh, Afra fan. And okay. she has been on our show before talking about how amazing it was to see a, a half white, half Asian uh, yeah. woman in Star Wars. And I'm like, I want that for everyone. <laughs> Yeah, she was just on your show not that long ago, right? Mm -hmm. That's a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago or something. Yeah. yeah. The the thing I point people to when they act crappy about representation is like 
I remember a photo of a Rose cosplayer uh, crying and hugging Kelly Marie Tran on the red carpet for The Last Jedi. And I'm like, that's like, obviously this is important. It's just that we've never had to experience that because like I've got Luke and Han and Anakin and Obi-Wan and like uh, you can just easily list off a million characters who look like me uh, and not everyone has that. Yeah, it's been interesting. Like, I think I was just talking about this with someone. Like, I have never been someone who's been in the closet. I've always been out. I've done all those things, but I'm not sure I've ever been this out in the way that I wanted to structure the podcast. Because, like, in my early 30s, I started self-publishing comics. And so I was a writer and illustrator and started making comics and, you know, did the Kickstarter, did all those things, but I did not want to be known as a gay comic creator. Like I worked, I didn't want that to be front and center. And I, who knows the, the reasons why upstairs, but I didn't. And when I started this, I really started the podcast because I had never heard a YouTube channel. I had never heard a podcast from a queer perspective. I have now come to know that there are voices out there I still don't know if they put it out there the same way that we try to do here. Um, And it was scary. I'm glad I did, you know, but when June came and it was a, it was probably a big moment for the podcast where things started to really change because we did put ourselves out there and we were on some other podcasts to discuss these things. And it was, I thought maybe we'd have, you know, a few LGBTQ listeners because that's who they wanted to hear from and that would be it. And then I realized how many more people were actually listening to the show and to hear stories like the two of you were just sharing is like, I've never thought of it that way. I only thought of it as seeing myself in something and I've never wanted to really cross that line with star Wars because I love it so much that I never wanted. I don't want to be mad at it. So I'm like, I, I'm just going to push this away, which is not really cool, <laughs> but I'm going to push this away because I don't want to start not liking it and I don't want to get mad at it. But then we became parents and too. That's, that's yeah. exactly what I was going to say. Once we became parents, it really, and especially with our third son, mm-hmm. that's when it really, we realize how absolutely important it is yep. to have representation uh, up there. And it's not just, gay people it's everybody it's so important that everybody is now represented yeah i i want my kids to Mm -hmm. not have to go i don't want to see myself Mm -hmm. here i don't need to see myself in this because i don't want to be mad at something that i like yeah Um, yeah having uh, i would hate to hear a a child say i don't need to to feel like i'm represented like i want them to just have that (laughs) yeah it's yeah it's and I think it's just because I'm older and the time that I grew up and all of, and the self hate that's attached to a lot of us queer people that's there and we're working through it every single day. But like, I am no longer the same. I mean, honestly, you know, we had a story last night actually where one of our kids they heard it on the, on the playground, and he we were finishing up family movie night and our middle child was like ragging on his brother like kids always do, Play, and he's like, playfully. he's like, oh Jack, you're so gay. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and it became this big conversation because he didn't know what he was saying. Mm-hmm. And it was just this moment of, you know, like, 
we certainly weren't mad. I'm not mad. I'm like, where did you hear that? And they're like, well, the kids at the playground say that to one another. I'm not mad at the kids for saying it either. But I'm just like, you know what, guys? Like, it it be- was an opportunity to educate. Yeah, and That's becoming it. a parent was interesting. It was something that we were never allowed to do for a long time. Now we are, and we're very grateful. But there's layers of it that I don't think we were able to plan for. Mm-hmm. And our children are a part of this community, no matter who they choose to end up being with someday that I don't know if I was anticipating necessarily that part of it, which maybe I should have, but <laughs> the truth is like, you know, now they're pulled into it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it's, you know, there's a, it was, it was a really, it was an eye opening experience last night. Yeah. Actually. No more kids. No more kids, honey. <laughs> no. Three. We're done. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised that done. kids are still, using that as a derogatory term but mm-hmm. well i have to say that if if they're my belief is if they're if they see more representation then that is going that that characteristic that name calling will lose its charge it, it actually won't even be there so yeah. that trickles back to why it is so important yep. both in tv we're talking Star Wars now, but so the animation series, the movies, just naturally having it there. And then these yep. kids will grow up, oh, I see it. It's not even going to be of this or that. Well, it's I see it just like I see everything else. Yeah. Star Wars needs to be cutting edge again. Like I feel like it's not, hasn't been as cutting edge since 2015 as it used to be. Like I'm watching Netflix and there's, um, oh God, Kippo. All of a sudden, like I was watching that and all of a sudden the guy's like, oh, no, I'm gay. And I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> Voltron did it. Like there's like they're falling behind because anytime you bring up LGBTQ conversations, I, I hear the conversations on other podcasts. And like, well, it's really difficult because, you know, it is made for kids. And then we get I'm like, well, why? I, I find myself so frustrated. I'm like, and it's but it's where we are stuck. As, as a group of people, we are only seen as sex. That is it. There is nothing beyond that. We are not people. We are not anything other than some act. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And so, of course, if you look at us as just an act, it's not kid appropriate. It's unfortunate. So we have a layer, which is where things like Disney needs to grow up here. I'm that's, sorry. I was that's, really like, yeah, it, it, this is where I feel Disney's influence the most. Mm-hmm. Because you can, the farther down like the content funnel you go, you get to your comics, you get to your books. Yep like they, they're putting representation in, in there but yep. the bigger audience there is for a piece of media it's like well where did that all of a sudden go mm-hmm. uh and it's it, it's disney saying like oh yeah. well we don't want to lose the chinese market or like because th- didn't they edit that rise of skywalker kiss out yeah so like, they they put the thing in to say they gave it to us. Right, and right. as a queer person, I am so sick and tired of reading a headline on the front of my newspaper saying, you know, Green Lantern is gay. And then all of a sudden you find out it's the Green Lantern from some 433rd planet that no one's ever heard of. And he's been mentioned in a comic. And maybe if you squint your eyes, you saw him drawn in some panel. And then they mention it and you never hear about him again. And that's what I felt that Oscar Isaac and John Boyega were doing. And I feel like I... I I don't know if I'm angry, but I felt very queer baited Mm -hmm. and they were pushing it. I don't know if it's because they really believed in it. And I 
think Oscar Isaac, they're both really wonderful actors. So I think that's how they were playing it. That's what they wanted. And I'm looking back now at the marketing and I almost feel like it was them giving the middle finger to Disney because they took it away from them. But then Disney, but we're going to give you this. And then so that way, if we offend someone, we can edit it out. Yeah. And it was really, it it ticked me off. Yeah, no, I think what you said about Disney needing to to grow a pair, like it's absolutely that they're placing money and the box office above uh, something that actually matters. Well, mm. and as far as Disney goes, a, a huge missed opportunity, uh, Elsa. I feel like I've I heard a lot of people saying that she was <laughs> frozen. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> Elsa. Star Wars is named Elsa, and that's the blonde one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the blonde one that has all the ice powers. Okay. <laughs> um, I read an article saying that she was presumably lesbian, non-binary, you know, something that Disney decided not to, you know, mention in the movie. And I was like, oh, that that would have been great. That would have been perfect. Yep. Kids don't care. Yeah. Kids don't care until they're told to care. That is the truth. Mm -hmm. I mean, like our youngest son last, like, doesn't get it yet. He's Mm -hmm. six and a half now. Like, he just doesn't get it. He's been here with us long enough mm-hmm. that it's not a big deal. He has, he lives with two dads. Yeah. And, and, and he's so not a name caller. So it was just so jarring when we heard it because yeah. he just doesn't behave that it way. Was, yeah. So it was clearly something that he'd heard out there and misused and didn't understand the power of a word like that. Nope. Um, but. And that's why things like Disney and Star Wars, it is important because it's going to go over kids' heads. Anyways, but they're going to grow up in a world where that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. And it really is disappointing. I really, you know, we just had, a, I don't know if you've listened to Sisters with Sabres uh, podcast. It's a podcast for and by uh, women of color. Mm-hmm. And we just were speaking with them and they had a podcast talking about Mace Windu. And even that, I was just like, oh my God, I. I've never thought about it that way. I just think he's an asshole and always has been an asshole. And then I put that to bed, but then to hear their perspective on the whole situation, I'm like, you know, like it's just unfortunate. And then we go, we actually had a pretty good conversation about, uh, uh, the character from rise, uh, the Republic books coming out Mm -hmm. and not a cool character (laughs) so far by this whole bio. It was really interesting conversation, but that's where representation is really ma- is just incredibly important. Yeah. So I have a curiosity because I'm sitting here. Uh, I know we're doing a podcast, but uh, when everybody watches your YouTube channel, Star Wars Explained, they will see your set. And uh, I live, you can see our little set right here. I live with a lot of Star Wars toys in my house <laughs> because my husband is a super fan. And I, I'm sitting here watching lots of toys at your house as well. So I'm curious if there's a favorite toy or or something, and who is the actual buyer of the Star Wars toys? Because in our house, you know who is. <laughs> it, it depends on the toy, but I bet okay. I'm willing to bet Molly has bought more wow. uh, Star Wars wow. toys than I have. Uh, yeah. Awesome. I, it, if we had done this in my office, you would have been able to see the hundreds of, <laughs> of Funko Pop that I have hanging or sitting on shelves. In yeah. my office, <laughs> I, I think I love it. I think my favorite collectible is the Biggs helmet that Molly got me for my for 
yeah, my birthday mm-hmm. a few years ago. Yep. That was a, a big awesome. surprise, and I love having that in the back of our set. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I now, love my you... Funko Pop collection, but I think my favorite thing that we have, it's not really a toy. Um, I used to work at a place that bought and resold used camera equipment, and I was able to get <clears throat> the Graflex flash handle oh. that they actually made the Skywalker lightsaber out of. And I have that. And that's just like so that's pretty rad. cool that to is. me. And I'm such a camera nerd. So, yeah, that might be that's my favorite boring. one. That Are brings you- me back to the 90s of going to every thrift store trying to figure it out. Because back then there was no internet, really. And we're like, oh, God, we have the inside scoop. No one's ever, no one knows that this <laughs> is how they were made. <laughs> Yeah, I remember Are finding you... it at, at work the That's awesome. one day, and it was just like in a box with all this like old camera equipment. None of it worked, and they were going to sell it on eBay. And it was just like sitting there, and I picked it up, and I went to my manager, and I was like, can I have this? And he was like, yeah, it doesn't work. I don't think he knew what it was. And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Are you able to curtail it to your offices, or does it grow throughout the house? I'm curious. It's starting to grow as we build more and more Lego sets. Yeah, the problem is we keep building more Lego sets, and my office is full up. Like, I had had the Tanta V4 on my piano for a few months, and I finally moved that downstairs. So it's starting to spread out a little more. Yeah, we have a few, like, Star Wars-y things downstairs in the living room that, like, you would have to do a double take almost to know that it's Star Wars. Like, we have Mm -hmm. a really Mm -hmm. nice bottleneck gallery piece of artwork that is ray and luke on octo but from far away it just looks like a landscape island like that's really cool (laughs) yeah well when we first met it was definitely uh kind of everywhere in our house i did a good job pushing it back to brian's office but now the kids are into it so now it's growing from room to room Mm -hmm. and the loft has it and it's horrible that's no, not it's not. I, I I think they've done a better job on the toys as the years have gone. No, by. no. Oh, sorry. This I am going to hold up. Max Rebo. My Max Rebo toy from when I was a child, and I still remember going to many stores to find it. And I bought it at a Mervin's when Mervin's was for, one still in existence, and two sold toys. And um, <laughs> this was my favorite toy growing up. Sure. Is still my favorite. I think you have that. Oh, I have that. Yeah. It's. Way back there, but I, I have my, nice. uh, my piano is normally my little Max Rebo area. Oh, no, that's the yes. one I have. Yeah. Yeah. yeah th- this that's is the, the one, one I from have. the 90s. That one was from 1984. Wow. That's my favorite toy. That is your favorite toy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you have childhood toys that are your favorite as we come to a close mm-hmm. here? Um, The very first action figure I ever bought where I was like, it was pretty early on in me getting an allowance days and my parents were like, here's $5. And I was like, let's go spend it right now. And they were like, are you sure you don't want to save it? And I was like, let's we go to Walmart. Like that. And uh, I got the Luke Skywalker in his rebel flight outfit. Like I've, I've always loved pilots in star mm-hmm. Wars and I, I, that orange with the white vest and everything. Uh, so that, that was the first star Wars action figure I ever bought for myself. So that that's probably my favorite, like nostalgic one to look back at. That's fantastic. <laughs> I have How a, about you? Of a s- kind of silly one. I think I found it at a yard sale. But do you remember the Millennium Falcon? Uh, it was 
a Nerf toy, the, I think. The disc shooter thing? Yeah, you could load little foam discs into it, and it had like a, han- a handle on it with a trigger, and you could shoot the oh. little foam discs. I like found that at a yard sale when I was a kid, and I was like, oh, what? <laughs> I have no idea what this is. That's very exciting. We're going to look it up. We will. <laughs> I Real quick story. So I had... Back before college, I was like a legit like collector. I had like a lot <laughs> of vintage characters, mint on card, and like was like legit collector. Sold it to put myself through college, which was very sad, but whatever. Important things. And but I had saved. I still have my C three PO and my Darth Vader cases with all the toys that I played with. They're in the thing, right? And when I was sixteen, I started buying toys at like thrift stores and yard sales so i'd eventually be able to give my kids like their own star wars toys and once jack came who was our first child i gave him these that i that i had bought when i was 16 right i was so excited there wasn't a darth vader in it and he wanted to play with darth vader so i gave him my darth vader that i had he played with that toy for less than five minutes and rips the cape. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I have had this for 37 years, and it was great. And you've had it for five minutes and ripped it. And I was like, for a second, I was very mad. And then I was like, you know what? I never thought I'd actually have a child. So now I have a ripped toy from my first child. And I was like, okay, maybe this is actually better than a perfect toy. <laughs> but anyways. And the didn't things... the dog start, start eating some of that stuff too? No. That was the one. She, th- she ate the ones that I had. Well, I mean, those are still okay. 24 years old because I've been <laughs> buying them since I was 16, and she started eating those. It was it's a great feeling watching a uh, Star Wars toy being devoured. Oh. I, she loves yeah, a good Star Wars. Figurine. Anytime Hilo goes towards like my big shrine or something, I'm like, stay away. <laughs> I don't think he's destroyed anything yet. He he's gotten a couple of Lego minifigs, yeah. I think, but. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Knockwood. Star Wars fans and their toys, I feel like they go hand in hand. <laughs> it is a part of the storytelling experience. So thank you so much for the two of you. Thank you for coming back again. We appreciate it. Thanks. <laughs> Very kind of you. Thank you for having uh, us. Uh-huh. No, thank you. Do you guys want it? Not that I'm sure if you're listening to us, you already know who they are, but do you want to give your uh, socials out there and anything that uh, you may want to share about your YouTube channel or anything new coming out? Sure. Uh, You can follow our Star Wars content at Star Wars Explained on YouTube. We both also just recently started Twitch channels. (laughs) So I'm Alex Damon Live and Molly's at Molly Damon. Yeah, and I'm on Twitter as well at Molly Damon. Very nice. All right. Thank you so much, guys. We really appreciate it. Thank you. And we will watch you a whole lot more just like everybody else and now they will listen to you all right thank you so much thank you (laughs) bye bye now and there you go i want to thank for sure alex and molly of star wars explained we very much appreciate you coming both times Mm -hmm. ryan thoughts i thought it was great i'm really appreciative honestly i think they are even nicer in person than they are on camera they are some definite youtube stars i'm very excited uh, I want to say thank you to them one more time, probably several more times. Uh, if you do come to Phoenix, our offer still stands. We will have dinner made for you, probably by our six-year-old who just got a cookbook from Grandma. <laughs> so, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Michael is a future chef in the making. He, uh, I, I posted a video on Twitter 
of him cooking love burritos. <laughs> you did. That was funny. <laughs> He's very excited about his cookbook. Um, but no, thank you so much. If this is the first time you're listening to our show, because Alex and Molly brought you here, welcome. Welcome to our kitchen table. Hopefully you came with a full glass of pink milk and you drank it all up. And hopefully you will return to that refrigerator, pour another glass of pink milk, and give us some more listens. We speak about Star Wars from an LGBTQ plus perspective. We watch these movies, talk about these movies and TV shows through our lens and our experience. Uh, as we did a lot of discussion on this, representation is really important. Uh, so thank you for listening to that. And you can follow us on a whole bunch of things. We're on Twitter and Instagram, mostly Twitter, at Serving Pink Milk. We have a website at servingpinkmilk.com. As mentioned in this show, you can listen to us on YouTube. You might be able to see one of us soon on YouTube as I'm going to venture down, adding another layer to our podcast. I'll give you a hint. It's not me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All seriousness, before we go, why don't you tell the listeners about the roundtable and what's coming hmm. up? So I think we'll have one more episode before it comes out, but we are going to do a, a... roundtable discussion of the Mandalorian as I said in this interview I think and you can go back it mostly was episode for chapter three of the Mandalorian um this is the gay should have been the name of the episode but it wasn't but I I really feel that Mandalorian is a very LGBT queer coded show hopefully it'll become more than just coded but we are going to sit with a roundtable of people from our community and discuss the show from our perspectives. I'm really, honestly, I'm really excited. We have some really, really big guests coming up. Uh, another thing, if any of you listeners have watched uh, Postcards from the Edge, is Shannon from Postcards to the Edge. She has a podcast, great podcast, but she also has been doing these uh, little documentaries called The Moment Star Wars Spoke to Me. She has uh, The Moment Star Wars Spoke to Me as a Woman. She has The Moment Star Wars Spoke to Me as a Father. And I believe it's coming. The trailer was just launched. I believe it's coming this week. The Moment Star Wars Spoke to Me with Love, which I was graciously asked to be a part of. I'm very honored that she did. She put up with my 80,000 questions on Twitter. I was very nervous. I wanted to make sure that I did a good job for her because I really love what she's doing. And I really love this documentary that she's going to do for all of us in the LGBTQ plus community. So that will be out. You can see me there. That will be kind of the launching point for the YouTube section of Pink Milk, which is coming out soon. And uh, you'll find more about that. So that's coming September 19th, 23rd, whatever that Wednesday is. I should know these things, but I don't remember right now. But in the meantime, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Serving Pink Milk. Go to our website, servingpinkmilk.com, and follow us on YouTube. Thank you so much for listening, and don't forget to write and review us on Apple Podcasts. It's very important, and share our podcast with your friends and family. Until next time, bye. Bye. Bye.